Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. All right, guys. Thursday morning, and that means it's game day, and it's also time for Broncos for Breakfast. I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Scott Kennedy. Uh, Scott, how you doing today? Good morning. Congrats I'm to your boys. All right. Just a little sleepy, you know, all these late games yeah. here uh here in baseball. I even if I'm not watching them and I didn't uh I'm still waiting until the game is over before I can go to sleep. So it is uh Broncos for breakfast. Going to be a late night tonight with the Broncos on Thursday night uh, against yeah. the Cleveland Browns, but it should be a uh, shouldn't be any trouble staying awake for that one. Yeah, my, my I have the opposite problem. I have to like haul behind home to get home for kickoff for any night games. Cause the kickoff, it went five Oh five, five fifteen. Um, means I have to get out of work by like four 30 to cause of traffic. And yeah, it's, uh, sometimes kind of a little close, but we'll see what we can do today. Uh, I also have to drive, uh, the wife to the airport today. So going to be a lot of car time today, but that'll be fine. Um, that's okay. Hopefully. That's what, uh, that's what big phones are for with unlimited data plans. Yes, exactly. And, uh, I won't say illegal streams sometimes, but, uh, you know, Streams that you shouldn't have access to, you know, that's a, I watch a lot of good college football that way. But yeah, let's get a Hello, everybody. Dave Glassman's in the house with the hearts. Good to see you, Dave. My score prediction is 13 to six. Man, I, I need some coffee just to thinking about that low score. Uh, just not sure who will score 13 and who will score six. You know, win ugly Denver. I don't care, honestly. Uh, EJ's in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Let's beat them Browns. Let's do it. Mike Woodward in the house saying rain day, no work, coffee, Broncos for breakfast. Perfect morning. There you go. Maybe get a fire in the background. That'd be nice. Uh, are you, do you have a fire pit or a fire place at your house or is it too warm in Georgia? No, no, it, it gets cold here. It gets, it's from, it, it's a lot like Seattle. Honestly, the winter here is 38 to 48 and wet. Hmm. So that's pretty miserable. Uh, I've joked before. Be so growing up here, just talking a little little location here, this should hit for several of you. I was like, man, I hate the winters here. Cold and rain's the worst. I'd rather it just snow. Well, I did. I lived two years up in New, in New Jersey working out of Manhattan then. Come winter, it snowed. I'm like, see, this is perfect. But then April and May came around, and it was 30s and rain. I'm like, oh, you don't miss 30s and rain. That's just what y'all call spring. Yeah, yeah. this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I don't miss what I really don't miss is having to uh, defrost and uh, scrape off my car in the morning. That's, uh, you know, another what, 10, 15 minutes out in the cold. No, thanks. Um, not for me. Probably Are you in an ice. apartment. It's time to like grow up, dude. Get a house <laughs> with a garage. I, I have I, I have a house, but uh, no, property, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. <laughs> uh, real estate is very hard to get in Seattle. So uh, uh, we got Peter Middleton in the house. Good to see you. Um, Jeremy, Sean, morning boys, morning to you, Mike Woodward's morning, Jeremy, uh, he's everybody's saying hello in here. Peter's coming in saying, Nick and Scott, welcome from, welcome from Cambodia. No car in time for me here. Tuck, tuck time. You have to sp- explain to me what tuck, tuck time is, but, uh, that's, uh, hopefully everything is good. Uh, Dave Glassman coming to the hearts there. That might be stars. Oh, it is. He put the star logo on there. Really helping us out. Thanks, Dave. Um, you're a real one, man. That really helps us a lot. Yep, Peter as well. 
Listen up, Broncos country. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. All right, so let's get back to Miguel here real quick. Um, Can the Broncos beat up a banged up Browns team. So man, it just keeps getting tougher and tougher for the Browns. Not only is both their starting tackles, I I believe, right? Both their starting tackles are out and that's two really good tackles. Uh, Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills, uh, great run blocking tackles two of the best in the league. Uh, Both their running backs, best running back duo on football, uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has the most broken tackles in the NFL so far this season. He might be the best, uh, second best running back in football behind Derrick Henry right now. Um, and it's going to be DeErnest Johnson as the running back. And now Case Keenum, prodigal son for the Denver Broncos, a uh, Pat Shermer guy that somebody that Pat Shermer actually got going and uh, got him a big paycheck. So I guess Pat Shermer and uh, Case Keenum, you know, two peas in a pod. But can the Broncos beat up a banged up Browns team? I'm going to, you know, spoil it for you guys real quick. I'm not picking this Broncos team again the rest of the season until they show they want to be on the field. That game last week by the Raiders with uh, the coachless Raiders team, um, absolutely tore my heart out because there was no excuse to go out there and look like they did and to look like they gave up. A lot of them look like they gave up halfway through the third quarter. So uh, even though, you know, this is a banged up Browns team, I think that Browns team wants to be on the field. And I don't know if that's true for some of these Broncos right now. And that kills me. And I can't, I can't pick them. I can't pick them until they show they want to play. We're in the, we're in the shame on me phase of this relationship, Nick. You know, I think I said, uh, going to the Ravens, you know, the Ravens weren't playing all that well. They'd looked pretty Mm -hmm. bad the week before Broncos are coming three, and oh, there we go. Uh, next game, Steelers. Steelers hadn't looked all that good. It's time home game. That was that was no, that one was in Pittsburgh. But yeah. I, what I do remember for sure was I, I picked the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Next one coming home, playing against the Raiders. Team turmoil looked awful the week before. Picked against the Broncos. a bad Bears team. Against a bad Bears team. Yeah, yeah, it looked, looked terrible. They looked terrible. No, I'm uh, I'm not to spoil the pick here that anybody cares, but. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not I'm not picking the Broncos in this one because you know what's not all that banged up comparatively speaking is that defense. Yep. The Browns defense is the number two defense in the in the league right now, and the Broncos are having trouble scoring points. So yeah. my pick this week is take the under. I like the under on this one. I think I just looked it up and it was something around 40, 41. Browns are a two or three point favorite, which is it's tight. It's almost a pick 'em. Um, but my pick this week is take the under. Yeah, and I guessed it on a uh, Browns show last night, and they asked me any betting lines um, that you think that uh, people should be betting on for the game. Uh, to Ernest Johnson, I think his line for rushing yards is 52.5. I said take the over on that. 
um, because the Broncos are missing both their starting linebackers. I've not been super impressed with uh, Justin Sternod, Micah Kaiser. Um, there's a reason he was available when he was, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not sure what's going on also with the Broncos defensive line. Um, Shelby Harris, will you please stand up uh, where you've been, buddy? Been solid, I guess, against the run. But um, for what he's getting paid, I mean, in pass downs, especially that's the money down. Haven't seen him. Um, so I take the over on that. And also um, uh, anything in regards to the Cleveland pass rush versus the Broncos offensive line and passing game over <laughs> QB hits, pressures, sacks. I'm probably taking the over and I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, in this game. I mean, did you you um, said earlier, you know, you're just busy this week, et cetera. But uh, did you see Teddy Bridgewater's press conference yesterday? I haven't. I have not seen it, but okay. I will because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look through that today. Mm-hmm. OK, well, I mean, it doesn't even matter what he said I mean sure it does but like what I'm getting to is uh he looked just totally wrecked physically I was gonna say is he have his glazed eyes you know where he just looks like a broken man is that is that what you're going for here that I could predict that not 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 emotionally broken physically he walked off it like he was a 80 year old man off the podium um and now you're coming up against a team that has arguably the best defensive line in football uh, with Miles Garrett, Malik McDowell, and Jadavian Clowney. They're playing great football uh, there in Cleveland. I think they're number one in the NFL in quarterback pressures. Uh, so um, now you have a more immobile Teddy Bridgewater who is hanging onto the ball a lot right now, and part of that is guys not getting open. Part of that is Teddy Bridgewater himself inviting that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off 17 QB hits against a Raiders team that's been good up front with the front four, but not like this Browns team. I'm just over i'm i think that this teddy bridgewater game could be uh unfortunate and we got chris saying you guys cut out on the live video hopefully we're back now nothing's nothing looks like there's an issue here on my side but uh yeah i am i'm really concerned about uh, teddy bridgewater's health coming out of this game mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be shocked at all if teddy takes one too many hits tonight and uh, we see we give some of the people <laughs> what they want and uh, drew lock comes in and spells teddy because that brown's defensive line is that good yeah and i think you know, some of it is it's they say, you know, give them what they want, but they don't want lock under this coaching staff either. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we got a half a lock and then we've got the chance to to say, well, you know, I remember that game and I remember thinking this is almost sabotage what they did with lock by abandoning completely the running game, the Ravens. game. So yeah. No matter what you feel about should, who should be the quarterback or not. I'm in agreement on that side that I don't, I don't really think it's going to matter. With Drew Lock playing for for this coaching staff right now, this he he has like I said, I don't think he's a very good quarterback, but I don't think we're ever going to find out for sure with absolute certainty under this coaching staff right now. I think they've they've given up for the most point on on Drew Lock. Uh, yeah, I mean that question. You know, Richard says, "Good morning, Richard." Says, "Who should start today? Three or five? Uh, honestly. I would probably do five given what I've seen physically beat up from Teddy Bridgewater. Like I, I'm concerned for Teddy's health and uh, how much he hangs onto the ball. Like we can say what we want about Drew Locke. Drew Locke has actually been pretty good at avoiding sacks. Now, some of that is maybe um, he's not manipulating and maneuvering the pocket as much as he should. He's ducking his eyes and looking to get rid of the ball when he feels pressure. I mean, Drew Locke last year and even this season um, under any sort of pressure, uh, he has struggled. Um, so that's, that's an issue for sure. But I just think short week with how beat up Teddy is, um, I think you're going to need a little bit of athleticism and maybe even a spark, uh, to do some stuff. I know it's risky, but, um, I think, I think just as much as is, it is for Teddy's health as anything, I'd probably, I would probably lean drew lock, but 
I don't think Vic Fangio trusts Drew Locke with his life at all. So he's going to, if Teddy, as long as Teddy has a functioning right arm, I think Vic Fangio will continue to pick Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. If, if Teddy's anything less than 95%, I'd go, I'd go Drew Locke for sure in this one. Yeah. Um, yep. Against a banged up Teddy Bridgewater who's having trouble just moving around, questionable, coming off a concussion two weeks ago, all these things, and you're going to go mm-hmm. against that defensive line. You know, yeah. and not that I want to throw Drew Locke to the wolves. I'm just saying that Teddy's not at his best. And at his best, he's it's still not a huge upgrade. I mean, this is a fairly close competition. You know, Teddy at best is what we've said is, is what you're going to get is average mm-hmm. quarterback play. And that's about where he is. I think he's down to about 13th in quarterback ratings. And we said at the beginning of the year, he'll probably finish somewhere between 15 and 18. If you get that, that's a big step up in quarterback play. He's average. You haven't had average quarterback play the last several years. So average is a step up, but an average quarterback playing at less than hundred percent is all of a sudden below average. And now you're risking his health. Yep. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah, it is concerning. Thank you very much for the super Richard. Hope things are well over there in Germany. Um, We got Chris coming in here too, saying good morning guys out here in Breckenridge, beautiful Breckenridge, Colorado on a birthday week. Happy birthday to you, Chris, everyone in the chat, make sure you say happy birthday to Chris Chavez here. Um, seen that sad loss to the Raiders, but my faith is well alive for this Broncos team to win. There we go. Some positive energy in there. That's some, that's almost as good as a double shot of espresso in the morning. Uh, a must bounce back when go Broncos. And this is a team that is three and three. And I know that everybody's kind of in the, it's not just the Broncos are on a three game losing streak, but it's like how they've lost as well. Right. Like it's the context. It's not like these have been fluky. No, you know, a ball bounce this way, a, a call goes this way and things are completely different. They've, they've been bad. The Steelers it's game, I think, was a little losses. fluky. I think they could have beaten. They they shot themselves in the foot multiple times in that Steelers game. I think they had a chance in that one. That was as self-inflicted as it was being it beaten. It was, but is that still a performance that you were expecting from against Pittsburgh? Do you think no. No. They, yeah, they, was, do you think they played fairly well and just lost to the better team that day? No. Nope. Totally. That was a team. I mean, giving up how bad that offense has looked. It, I know everybody, a lot of people on Twitter and social media right now are getting at the media. Like, how are you not treating Teddy and Locke the same? Um, I've been pretty critical of Teddy the last three weeks because I'm just looking at the data and he's been a bottom five quarterback the last three weeks and a lot of metrics. That's not going to get it done. Um, But we expected Teddy to be up and down and we, I expected massive regression from the first three weeks. He wasn't going to finish the season as the best CPOE, the best. He he was never going to be top five. You know, no. like I said, 15 to 18, he's average. Mm-hmm. He's an average quarterback. Yep. That should be where he finishes, which is a big step up from 32, yep. 30, 32, where you were over the course of last year. Um, so, yes. And and for me, well, I wasn't here. I, I wasn't given yeah. Drew Lock Hill last year. I, I don't yeah. don't know anything about last year other than what I see on the <laughs> on the stat sheet and what I've seen yeah. in person. What I've seen in person which is preseason was there's not a huge difference between the two of them. So again, if one of them, even if you like Bridgewater, if he's not hundred percent and you're going against this defense, it's, it's, it's a bad choice to have him out there. Uh, Good choices though. Nathan's coming with the pair and the pair is offering up coffee. So here's my chance to pull a Truman show in game uh, in, in live read. Get your Broncos for breakfast mug over at huddleuppod.com because it is delicious. Gotta love the coffee. Thank Gotta you, Nathan. Love it. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much, Nathan. And you know what? We haven't even done the intro yet. <laughs> this is a long, cold <laughs> open. It's great. We're only um, a quarter of the way through the show. What, you know, what difference does that make? 
yeah, it's uh, Thursday morning. Guys, guess what? We are going to be coming back at you live tomorrow morning um, because it's not the Broncos get one Thursday game this year. And by God, if we're not going to take advantage of the uh, how we're feeling in that moment and come back. So uh, bonus episode Friday morning, uh, tomorrow morning, we'll be coming at you live to, for a, another episode of Broncos for Breakfast following this Broncos for Browns game, Broncos versus Browns game. You guys can follow Scott and myself on Twitter, Scott at Scout Kennedy and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, guys, follow us at Huddle Up Pod and at Mile High Huddle. As Scott just mentioned, do you guys like the mugs here? Beautiful little mugs. Always the light gets a little bright there. Nick Kendall and it has my name on it. Scott Kennedy. Yep, that's 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 me. They spelled my name that's right. Nobody me. ever spells my name right. Um, so uh, I never spell your name right. Ken Kendell, like the Wisconsin Dells. Uh, that's what I had to do as a kid all the time. Um, but uh, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. I got the, also the Broncos for breakfast hat. Looking good. Looking fly. I love that it's that gray too. It, that gray is a great color. Um, <laughs> so bland, but it just goes with everything. Um, go over there. Make sure you also go to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and uh, join the conversations there. It'll be popping tonight for sure. And go to YouTube, subscribe, like, and share. It help and uh, helps get this content out there. There's a lot of good Broncos content producers out there, but we like to think that we're competing with the very best, if not the best. So uh, you guys can do stuff like this and help us uh, get out there and get some new eyeballs and uh, grow this great community that we have right now. Uh, Scott, I know that uh, you probably don't have that information directly in front of you, but tell the people what we're competing for this month as far as the star super chat giveaway. Sure. The the stars, we should be a little over 50% with uh, about 12 days left, but we got plenty of positive to do it, including, as Nick just said, bonus Bronco, Broncos for breakfast. Bow, bow, bow. I won't call that. To me, it's the sleep on it, the sleep on it episode. So we're going to watch tonight. We're going to sleep on it. And then we'll be here tomorrow morning for Broncos for breakfast. And yeah. uh, I, I think you're going to start seeing that moving forward where we do a, a day after show, a, a sleep on it episode. But the Patrick Sertan jersey is up for grabs. And everybody that is contributing to the show via stars, via YouTube Super Chats will be involved somehow. It's a top five on YouTube. However, there are different things on YouTube because the YouTube stuff has been going, has just been banging. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of stars that, that are contributing today that I missed. Uh, Lawrence was in earlier and he said he wanted to show off the pictures of the new fam, uh, not the new fam, the new pictures of the fam. Mm -hmm. um, so he has, and appreciate that. And he also came back and said, uh, do you have travel mugs? I've suggested that because uh, one, this isn't big enough, but it's not so bad when I can keep my French press next to me. But yeah, going out and and around, you know, at soccer and baseball games, softball games and stuff, I like having my 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 big Yeti. I've got a yeah. one that's about this big. It's about the size of a cooler that I just. Those are for like uh, those are baseball weekends when we do four games in a row. Um, uh, so yeah, good idea. And you know, Peter says he's in for coffee time as well. And and Jay coming in. Um, and I'm not sure if that's a super sticker or not. I had it up for a moment. Uh, if if not, either way, it's a it's a certainly a helpful contribution to the show. So mm -hmm. we're going to do more because there seems to be demand for it. And we're looking forward to uh, to going for finishing this show as a preview, and then coming back tomorrow as a uh, as a, a sleep on it episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hopefully, we have plenty of coffee. And CC, yep, I just checked here. Um, Will's was active activated, um, according to uh, James Palmer two hours ago. So Jedrick Will's is expect expected to return to the lineup tonight. Obviously, that could change. Um, he has an ankle injury, but uh, Jack Conklin is officially out. So, uh, what was Jedrick Will's the tenth overall pick? that season in the draft. Um, he will be in today. 
uh, for the uh, for the Browns at left tackle. So that's makes Malik Reed's job a little bit harder, especially against the run. Reed, I thought, has been better against the run this year than last year. But uh, I know that a lot of people were screaming, oh, man, why would you draft Bradley Chubb five overall when you get Malik Reed as an undrafted free agent? Malik Reed has a, a, a cha- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A penchant? Uh, the ability to make like a game-changing play or a sack, like he can finish, but he's not very consistent down-to-down as an impact player, which I would prefer to have, honestly, for my pass rush. Um, and I, you guys are probably seeing that as well. I see a comment here from, uh, I think it was, somebody said Blitzmore. Um, when you're blitzing more, guess what you're doing? You're leaving the back seven vulnerable to uh, shots over the top, which the Broncos did gave up multiple times last week. The most oh, so 25 plus yard pass. I want to say hey to a couple more people. Um, let's do it. You know, first of all, Peter, again, thank you, uh, and Steve, good morning, thank you for the stars, and Anthony. That Thanks, that Steve. seems to be a new name for me. So, Anthony, um, welcome and welcome back. If this isn't a new name, uh, but welcome to the show and thank you for the contribution. Um, then uh, Steve came in, and then I saw a from Jeremy here saying, "How bad will things get if Broncos get beat by Keenum and the Browns tonight?" Ten days, ten days to get be bad. <laughs> uh, I, I but I have a question on this. You know, it's yeah. almost like have we reached a fever pitch of anger, and now it's just like we're done. You know, does it, have we reached the top of anger right now? And then if they lose this game, does it start to dip into apathy or does it does it, is there another level to go where people start screaming for his head? Because this group is screaming for coaches heads, but this is the hardcore group. Yeah. So does, is there another level of pissed off that we can still go? Mm-hmm. I I think so. I think until it'll stay this or maybe even go another level until the if there is a quarterback change and uh that quarterback comes in and struggles just as bad if not worse then i think it'll turn into okay well how soon is the draft that that's that'll be the position uh but right now there is a a lot of the projecting is the wrong word but there's blame to go around and people have hope in that other quarterback prospect if he just gets a chance so um i think that until you see that quarterback come in and uh if he then struggles uh, that's when things will shift to that apathy. And uh, we have, I saw we had JJ earlier. Um, he asked, how do I post my comments with my cash? Um, JJ, we know that you gave that $5 super. Um, and sometimes this happens. So if you have a question, uh, make sure that you uh, um, just post it afterwards. Like sometimes people will post the five and then they'll put a question right immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do that, we will get to your question or yeah, comment or anything credit. like that. <laughs> yep, exactly. Credit, exactly. And, Built uh, in the bank. Know, like Lawrence coming in. This was uh this was more stars from Lawrence contributing to that Patrick Sertan uh jersey goal uh with a coffee. So uh hey. thank you, thank you, Lawrence. Keeping us in coffee. That's uh right right to my heart there. Used to used to be uh food, alcohol. Now it's coffee. Sweets, sweet still gets me too, though. That's the one thing. Sugar is harder to give up than anything, I swear to God. Yeah, sugar is very good and very addictive. And JJ's right. Here it is. He did. Um, I'm sorry. We're trying to have a conversation and look at the chat. Sometimes things slip. Um, I think we could talk about Clint Kubiak as a possible head coach next year. He's young and a Bronco. Uh, JJ, this is one that I don't know how long you've been joining us here, but uh, I think even before the season started, we're talking about like, oh, potential matches for the Broncos. I brought up Clint Kubiak um, back in August uh, for the Broncos, given his connection not only to the Mile High City, um, that uh, wide zone scheme that uh, a lot of people really want to look for. Um, but also, obviously, um, you have uh, George Payton, who has a connection to Minnesota with Clint Kubiak there. So I do think it's probably a year too early for Clint Kubiak. I think he probably will go back 
uh, another season as the offensive coordinator there for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, but and that doesn't line up with the Broncos. Uh, looks like inevitable hiring schedule. Um, but Clint Kubiak's a name to look out for there, and uh, he's a good offensive mind. And you know, everybody says uh, nepotism nepotism is bad. Nepotism is bad as long as it uh, if it doesn't work. But if it works, you know who cares, <laughs> right? These guys, it is a boys' club in there. But uh, he's been you know training for this, experience for this his whole life. So maybe that's an option. Uh, it'd be cool as heck. Great storyline. Broncos pass on. Kyle Shanahan, but bringing Clint Kubiak, that'd be awesome. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think he's going to be ready this offseason. Um, and I also think the Broncos are going to be looking for a head coach this offseason. Uh, good. You're much Thanks, better Jay. on that. So I'm not I'm, I'm moving on to the next one here. Uh, we saw we saw Kevin here. Kevin, I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name. So I, I don't want to butcher that one. If that might be a V. Um so help help me out phonetically on that one. He says, no Drew Locke fan here, but do you all see him being the starter if Teddy keeps playing bad? I think two things, one of two things have to happen. Um, it's not just the level of play for the last three games. Mm-hmm. Um, because statistically speaking, it hasn't been as bad as what we've seen from Locke in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for, but skip that. So one of two things has to happen. Either his injuries have to become debilitating or the, the coach, there needs to be a coaching change. And even if you've got an interim come in for uh, to see out the, the second half of the season, then you've got a fresh start. Then you've got a guy that's a, a part-timer who can start, hey, your job here is to build for the future. We're going to give you a nice payoff. Mm-hmm. Start the young players, build them up, et cetera, et cetera. That could happen with this coaching staff right now, as long as Teddy is – able to go out there, I think you're going to keep seeing Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, um, I don't think Vic Fangio likes Drew Locke. I don't think Vic Fangio trusts Drew Locke. Um, I think that goes beyond um, the play on the field. The play on the field is probably the biggest factor, but like last year with the whole lying to the league thing and the cover-up with uh, the uh, tracers, trackers, um, that really apparently really ticked off uh, Fangio. So I don't think there's any trust or love there between those guys. And also, I don't think there's much uh, trust or love between uh, Locke and Shermer as well. Um, I mean, we saw it when Locke came out in that Ravens game. Bad situation. You're 100% right on that, Scott. I mean, that was a no-win situation. But the first play, and I think Locke takes a sack, and they pan over and show Shermer, who's like hands are on his knees, and he just looks like he's trying to pass a kidney stone. Like, just like, oh, my God. Uh, so, here we go. I mean, so what was your reaction? Your reaction is you're going to stop running the ball? Well, fine. Yeah. You want Drew Locke, we'll show you Drew Locke. We're just going to drop back in a shotgun four wide, and we're just going to throw every time. Yep. We're just going to throw every time. The, the two of the first three runs went for like seven yards each. Yep. You know, it was it was it was weird. It was spiteful. Yep. Um. So and and uh, as J- Jeremy comes in and says, if the O line keeps playing bad, Drew's going to start anyway. Yep. Because Teddy's going to be hurt. Yeah. There, there's not much left on Teddy right now. You know, he's Absolutely. he's the walking wounded right now. So. It's going to happen, and, and we said this at the beginning. Several things we've said that we're going to repeat, and one of them is you're going to need Drew Locke because I don't trust Teddy to go 17 games. No. Um, you know, no matter what, I think there's going to be an injury in there uh, at, at some point, and we're six games in, and, and Teddy looks, you know, beaten. Um, Nosh coming Ooh, in, love $20 Nosh. super. Love you, Nosh. Before the season, the thought was we have a top five, 15 quarterback this year. This is a playoff team. 
Teddy ranks 16 right now. So to me, the bigger failure is D. We can keep blaming Shermer, but to me, Fangio owns us. Are they overthinking things? Um, statistically, I agree with you. This is what we're saying. This, if you've got, I, I think I said 15 to 20, somewhere in that range. Maybe if you get lucky, you get into the into the, the low teens with Teddy Bridgewater. But Teddy Bridgewater is average. So coming in, we said if we've got a 15 at quarterback, we should be okay. That's before Jerry Judy gets hurt. That's before KJ Hamler gets hurt. That's before you're rotating guards every time. That's before you lose both inside linebackers. You lose a starting corner. You lose all of these players. So the other part of that caveat of this is a playoff team, if you get average quarterback play, which you got to stay healthy and you have not stayed healthy. It's been terrible. Yeah. Have not stayed healthy. Also um, uh, exasperating the issue. Um, the Broncos do not have any, the way Shermer's offense is, is he likes to not keep extra guys in the block. Both tackles are struggling right now in that regard. So that, that ISO really hurts them in the past game. Uh, but also he likes his wide receivers to be put in these one-on-one -on -one situations. He doesn't scheme them open. He schemes them to get these matchups where they have to win. And right now the Broncos do not have any quick hitter winners as pass catchers. They just, they just don't. I mean, hell, I'm dying for like Deshaun Hamilton type right now who tore his ACL in like, what was it, May or something? Um, but like you don't have anybody who can win quick from the slot or the Z or anything like that. You have these more slow developing down the field, big body guys and Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton who are phenomenal at what they do. I just don't know if they're as good of a fit for what Shermer wants to do and what Teddy Bridgewater needs. So that's really hurting the cycle. Um, and uh, you hit it. I mean, I agree with Naj 100%. Teddy's been a bottom five quarterback the last three weeks, um, which is not good enough. No doubt about it, especially when you filter in for a uh, garbage time, which is like um, on that website that I like to use. You can uh, filter in win probability uh, down to like 20%. So you get rid of all the snaps of when your win probability is that low, which helps filter out garbage time, which is awesome. Um, but the defense has been horrible the last three weeks. Well, and one of the guys I didn't even mention was Bradley Chubb. Yeah. You know, you're losing one of your edge rushers, a good, a guy who's made a pro bowl. So mm -hmm. that makes the back, the back seven better. Yeah. Um, you know, not that the back seven is still playing well. You need those guys to step up and some of them haven't. Some mm -hmm. of the new players haven't transitioned well, <clears throat> Fuller, haven't transitioned well over to the Denver Broncos. So he's yeah. not playing at a level that you might expect. And, and some of this goes on. The other caveat in there was you're assuming that you're getting competent coaching that the play calling is going well. Um, I don't know that we're getting that. <laughs> no. Um, there's been a rash of injuries, no doubt about it. But is this staff good enough to scheme around those type of things? Uh, get your drinks ready because I'm going to say it. Um, yeah. You know, Atlanta Falcons, they lose their top two wide receivers. Their offensive line is garbage. And, and it was, you know, they, it was, they are playing lower teams, but Matt Ryan goes out and throws for 350 yards and two touchdowns to two new guys um you know the, the scheming was well i mean i think and i don't think this is too bold a statement here i'd rather have arthur smith than pat Shermer calling plays mm -hmm. nick uh yeah no totally i but i'm a big fan of the multiple tight end looks um just because that's a good thing for my iowa hawkeyes <laughs> going forward that means their their talent's going to be in the league and they're going to get a little more publicity um, but uh, Broncos 16 and one, let's go uh, Broncos 13 and three here, uh, $20. Thank you so much. Uh, overthinking requires thinking. Ouch. Um, I think maybe there is some thinking going on, but uh, at what level are we talking about here? So 
Um, thank you so much for the super. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been frustrating. I don't know what's going on with the defense, right? Like if the defense was playing great and Teddy was playing as bad as he was the last three games, we would be really harping on Teddy, but like, it's, I'm just shell shocked and sad by how bad the defense has looked. And I don't know what the solution is. And it's not like they've gone up against uh, the world's best offenses, especially the world's best offensive lines. I mean, the Ravens offensive line, pretty beat up. Ronnie Stanley's out for the year. Now Broncos didn't look good in that game. The Steelers offensive line, maybe one of the worst in football. Where's your pass rush. Um, and then the Raiders offensive line, they could almost gutted that whole thing this season and they were not able to do anything. And Derek Carr actually was, when we see Derek Carr play the Broncos in the past, he's been like really quick to get rid of the football and you're playing that horizontal game. That was not this week. Derek Carr was sitting back there all the time in the world, chucking it deep. There was no, there were, you know, he could have taken off a shirt, but pulled out a Cosmo, been reading through it in the lawn chair, just relaxing was, in the Denver sun. 20 yards no per completion. Yeah. 20 yards per completion over the course of the game, unless you threw it five times. That's insane. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, he threw for 340 yards on about 25 attempts. That's old school. Yep. You know, that's that's when I'm running the ball 50 times a game and throwing it, you know, five, 25 times and getting 300 yards. That's that's old school. That doesn't happen anymore. No. Um, love the comment here. Overthinking requires thinking. Um, a follow up from Biggie Broncos. Scott, you, you hit the nail on the head during the Baltimore game. They set you up to fail because Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer wants to be right about Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to change that just a little bit because I think we have been right about Teddy Bridgewater. We've gotten pretty much maybe even a little better than what we were expecting early on. Um, you know, so I think Teddy's actually played a little better than I might expect over the course of the entire season. He's around 13th in efficiency, protected the ball fairly well, had an off game, you know, gives away the ball four times, which skews, but up until that, you know, he hadn't given the ball away in the first three, et cetera, et cetera. His first three touchdown passing game ever. <laughs> well, for me, it's wants to be right. Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer wanted to be right about Drew Locke. I, I think we have been right about Teddy Bridgewater. He's an average quarterback in this league at best. Yep. That, that's where he is. Yep. But when you come in and you don't give your next quarterback a chance to succeed, that's not about Teddy. To me, that one was about Drew Locke. Yeah, and I I don't know if the, the Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer are so spiteful that they would uh, set up Drew Locke to fail for themselves to then be fired right like these guys want to keep their job yeah are you are you incompetent or are you immoral which yeah. pick one yeah you know, which one of these have because that's what i saw either you don't know what you're doing or you were that spiteful which is unprofessional yeah so which, which, which one and again we're not in there the whole time well we couldn't run the ball both our running backs were nursing hamstring injuries that we didn't want to go public with I, you know no. i don't know for sure but I'll tell you what it looks like from the outside for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually wanted to ask you something real quick here. If there's a super or anything, um, but we can mm -hmm. get to that as well. But there's just one more in here talking about the defensive backfield from Peter. Let's get, you know, saying that the highest defensive backs in the league, highest paid defensive backs in the league. Really? You know, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, you know, I'm, I'm about tired of seeing Justin Simmons undercut a, a ball that goes under over his head. I, I've got, I've got sympathy for corners in one-on-one yeah. -on -one situations. They're the way the league is playing now. You're hardly allowed to jam them. You can't put your hands on guys. You've got to have safety help on a deep ball. And yeah. he's been he's been nowhere to be found in some of these big plays. I mean, 20 yards per completion. That's on your safeties. That's why they're called safeties to prevent those type of things. And right now they're not good enough. 
maybe a little bit of the pass rush as well, right? You can only get those. Oh, for sure. Again, going back to the Bradley Chubb talk, the best defensive back in the world is a quarterback on his butt. That hasn't been happening enough. Not at all. Um, Not at all. I mean, Draymond and Vaughn, I think, have been okay. They're not super consistent. And I do wonder if Vaughn, we've talked about already, is not the best scheme fit player for this, given how disciplined Fangio wants from his uh, pass rushers, right? You can't be uh, freelancing with your gap assignment. You can't go too far around. You have to go through that uh, defensive or offensive lineman sometimes. Um, But something I wanted to get to here, and I've been thinking about this, not only with, you said Braves earlier, I'll say Hawkeyes now, both the Broncos and my Hawkeyes. um, There's almost a certain level of drink. Yeah. Get your coffee. uh, A certain level of arrogance when it comes to, the coaches in the scheme. Um, our scheme is our scheme and we're going to run our scheme no matter what, when really um, football is a game. It's scheme matter, no doubt, but it's a player's game. And when you have star players, you know what you need to do to your scheme. You need to adjust. You need to change things up because guess what happens when you go up against a George Karloftis or a Miles Garrett. And you're like, you know, what? we're still going to run 11 personnel. We're not going to change what we're doing with uh, our pass protections or our route concepts because this is our scheme. This is what we run. You're going to get beat. Those guys ruin it. So um, and the best coaches, they don't just, you know, have their scheme. They game plan and scheme for their opponent, for what their the, players the do. Other, their the opponent. other thought on that is we're not doing what we're supposed to do well. Why am I going to try and do new stuff? Yeah. You know, so you, you've got to master your basics first. And are the Broncos doing that? And and has some of that been limited because of the injuries and the, the bad play across the offensive line? It's hard to scheme anything when your offensive line is getting beat. Yeah. Uh, Chris coming in. Good morning, Chris. So even with Mayfield not starting, I'm still hesitant on believing the Broncos can win because they haven't shown me they can adjust, which is exactly what Nick was saying too. So trust is broken. And it hurts me thinking that way. Um, and, and for me, I have trouble picking the Broncos because I have not seen a team that wants to go out there and compete the last three weeks. Uh, you're going against the, we, we talk about even without Mayfield, well, their passing offense was just 26th in the league. Yeah. Okay. You know, they, Mayfield isn't going out there and throwing the ball over the place and winning games for them. Their no. defense is number two in the league and their defense looks pretty good. Yep. Denver Broncos have had trouble scoring. They've had trouble converting first downs. They've had tr- trouble winning first and second down. How's that going to, you tell me how that's going to change and I'll start picking the Broncos right now. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it. Show me. Yeah. And I God, appreciate the stars, Chris. Yeah. Thank you so much, Chris. You're a, you're a real one. Always come in and here, always in the top of our star earners as well. So we really appreciate that. Um, I really hope the Broncos can do a little bit better on first and second down this game, because if you're living in third and seven plus, whoever the quarterback is, is going to get absolutely destroyed. Um, I mean, it's that's when the defense can pin their ears back. There's not a threat of the run. There's not a threat of the quick pass because you have to get those yards. I mean, people will probably be really frustrated in this game if Teddy's throwing it short of the sticks. But like if the pressure if the pressure is getting home before the guys can even run the full route and get past the line of scrimmage, I don't know what you can do. Right. Like, well, I don't know what the quarterback can do in that situation. And uh, with Miles Garrett, um, who is probably the best edge rusher in football right now um, with what he's doing, I mean, he is just. He's an absolute freak. God, he's so, he's insane. Um, and then you have Jadavion Clowney, who if you put him over an A-gap or a B-gap and tell him to go home, especially against these uh, Broncos interior guys right now who are struggling as much as they are, that's bad. And then Malik McDowell is like an alien as well because he's like 6'6 with 35-inch arm length and just displacing guys. So 
Jadavian Clowney was doing standing backflips in full gear at 260 pounds in high school. I mean, when we're talking about scouting, we're like, okay, this is a 100. Now where does everybody else fit? When he's Mm -hmm. on, he's, he was a number one pick, uh, you know, for a reason, without a doubt. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, that's, he's a freak. There has been some questions about his, uh, desire sometimes. The ticker. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Just being dialed in play to play. Um, also he is, he's very explosive forward, but he has not, he doesn't have very much agility, which makes it hard for, that's why he's so dominant in the a gap, right? Like he just explode forward, but when he has to turn the corner, it hasn't been great for him. That's why I think he never really worked out at edge. Um, but, um, you know, it's, he's still a dynamic player and can wreck games. Pressures are I, sacks are obviously what you want or force fumble strip sacks are what you want. But like the most important thing that you can count on and measure and it's consistent and predictive is pressures and QB hits. Um, I think we had Brandon Staley just go on a diatribe about that a couple weeks ago. Everything Brandon, I mean, just put that guy every press conference on live stream or gold records, man. He's everything he says is brilliant, unfortunately, <laughs> for the Broncos. But um, at some point, he's going to say something stupid. It has it to remind me just, a lot of you. Oh man, no, he, he's much more, uh, to the point. I will like, you know, dance around the point, like a, uh, insect in the toilet that you're flushing down. You know, we'll finally get there. I'm, I'm going to try and get mine in a tweet. Exactly. Yeah. 240 characters. Sometimes it's hard. Um, Nathan coming in here again, Nathan, thank you so much. Uh, he says if the Broncos become sellers and trade Vaughn, what do you expect in return and which team would benefit the most from acquiring him? Uh, Scott and I, I think differ a little bit on this. And, uh, I think Scott's perspective is probably better than mine, even though I'm not changing my opinion, um, where he's talking about the the locker room human element of getting rid of a guy like Vaughn and what the ramifications of that are. I say, if you can get a third round pick for Vaughn, I do it. I think this team, if you lose these next two games, uh, you already know the head coach is changing here. Uh, if I'm Peyton, I am looking to acquire all the draft capital I can and, and also looking to shed some salary, which this would do both, um, and really th- start thinking towards 2020. Guys, you're going to hate me for this, 2023. Um, which is probably the next cycle where you have to build back up um, for this team. Um, so if I can get a three for Vaughn, I would do it. What teams would be looking for a type like Vaughn Miller? Um, you got to think about the contenders right now, specifically in the NFC. Um, I think the Packers would be that a team. That was the first name that came to mind for some reason for me. It was Green Bay. Well, they lost um, Zadarius Smith, right? He's injured for the year. They run that 3-4 also, and, and it's the same 3-4 as the Broncos run in theory. Um, so they can get after it. So that's a team that I think would be interested in acquiring him. I know that this team has Randy Gregory's been playing amazing. They still have Lawrence uh, out there, De- uh, not Dexter Lawrence, whoever Lawrence is for uh, the uh, the Cowboys. But Vaughn has always been a big Cowboy guy. So sending him to Dallas, I think, would be a not only a uh, hat tip to I mean, not only, but it would be a big hat tip to Von Miller as well, saying we're sending you a place that you want to go. That's actually a good team right now. Would be really interesting because then you have Dallas like right around the corner after the trade deadline. So you'd be trading him like almost right before he plays you. Um, but uh, that's one that sticks out to me. And then maybe also the uh, the Buccaneers. Right, That's another team that is parent back up with Shaq Barrett. I think Jason Pierre-Paul is injured right now also. And uh, getting a chance to go out there and compete with them would be pretty good. So any NFC contender, I think it'd be interesting. Maybe even the Rams. I mean, getting a chance to go play with, they don't have any first round picks, but they don't give a crap about picks, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's what the Rams have shown. So uh, any NFC contender would be interesting. And, and my, my thoughts on this were you need, you need Vaughn to get on board with the PR scheme on this. You need yeah. Vaughn to say, you know, Hey, I, I loved being here, but I'm coming to the end of my career and I want to win. And you need the PR to come out and say, we want to do right by Vaughn. 
We know we're a better team with Vaughn, but we're you know, but Vaughn wants to finish his career with a playoff run. Otherwise, if you if you if it gets out that you're shopping Vaughn, you know, and he's not involved with it, then then Peyton's got a problem. Then George yeah. Peyton's got a problem, and he's getting a free pass this year because this isn't his coaching staff. That still shocks me, honestly. You've got a, a two teams coming, you know, a coach coming off of back to back losing seasons and a new general manager. They're gone. That's that's what happens nine out of ten times. Yeah. Uh, this is the tenth, so he's getting a free pass this year. But if you come in and you're the guy who is shopping Vaughn again, everybody drinks. I'm going to say Falcons. Uh, Julio Jones is beloved in Atlanta. Beloved. It's one of the, maybe the greatest Atlanta Falcon of all time. You've got a new general manager coming in from the New Orleans Saints. That's a very underrated rivalry. We can get into that uh, get into that later. And all of a sudden, you hear that that you're shopping Julio Jones. You got a problem. Well, it comes yeah. out Julio asked for a trade. It's like okay, then you're okay. You get a second round for Julio. Julio's gone. Now people honestly they start turning on Julio Jones a little bit. So if you're George Payton, you need Vaughn to get on board with this, and you need Vaughn to say, uh, yeah, I, I, everybody, we're going to do right by Vaughn. We want him. We want to. Uh, he's been a, a great Bronco, and that's the PR side of things. You yeah. can't just let it go. Hey, we want to try and get what we can for this old guy who's not performing. That ain't yeah. going to fly. Yeah, and uh, Charlie Beagle, good morning to you, Charlie. Always, Charlie always makes me laugh, man. He is uh, such a curmudgeon; it warms my heart, honestly. Um, geez, if Vaughn says he wants to go somewhere where can where he can win, that's like the ultimate indictment of this team. Uh, I mean, I think we're gonna unfortunately probably see that this offseason. Um, unless the Broncos trade for Aaron Rodgers, which I think that Candles Wick is at its very end <laughs> for that. I don't think that's. I would not. No, find you need to. You need. You need. You need to win ten games if you've got any shot at, at Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know if that's happening. Vaughn deserves an opportunity to choose where he wants if he stays or goes. I think it's probably inevitable that Vaughn ends up somewhere else next year, um, given this team's wheels are falling off, um, and Vaughn's going to want a chance to play and. It's unfortunate, but like that's that's the league, right? Like how many guys are actually players for the same organization for life? Uh, Tom Brady, if Tom Brady isn't, then how could any player, right? Like that's just this crazy to me. Demarcus Ware wasn't, and we cap capitalized on that. It honestly would be universal uh, karmatic justice if Vaughn went somewhere um, and uh, finished off his career. Maybe even <laughs> the Cowboys and uh, did great for them, just like uh, Demarcus Ware did for us. He's still going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Bronco. Um, but uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but Lawrence says Vaughn said he wants to retire Bronco. I think he will if he doesn't get a contract. I don't. I mean, he'll retire as a Bronco. They may they may do yeah. something like sign him to a one day contract. And he'll go into you the Hall of Fame as a Bronco. Yep. But if he doesn't get a contract offer he likes, and if he doesn't like the direction of this team, he's playing somewhere else next year. So yep. that goes back to well, can you trade him and get something for him this year? You can, but it has to be handled delicately, or George Payton's got a problem. Yeah, no, that's a, uh, I agree with you. And also um, you look at what, pay attention to what guys do uh, rather than what they say. And uh, this off season, you had the Broncos very publicly pursuing Leonard Floyd and uh, Leonard Floyd's contract value went way up um, and the Broncos backed out. And then they picked up Von Miller's option after that. But that's number one, look like, look like you might want to move on from Von Miller um, from Peyton in this current regime. And then you uh, in the draft Broncos, apparently, trying to trade up to pick 20 overall or somewhere up there to get uh, Jalen Phillips, uh, who's now an edge rusher for the Miami Dolphins. And um, didn't happen again, but um, that's one oh, where... way. Yeah, I know. I, I liked Phillips as well, um, but uh, I really liked Oway also. 
I don't trust yeah. hurricanes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not since not since the 80s. Not since no, no I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I, I like Gregory Russo looks awesome for the Bills. He looks really good. Yeah. If you checked him out at all, checked him out at all. Um, but yeah, no, I think if this Broncos team loses another two games, the only people right now that should be safe are people that you have in your plans for 2023 and beyond. Everyone else available for the right price. That's well, just- and, and the thing is, is you've got a lot of guys that are on the right price, but who who can this might be a good a good building the Broncos. We'll see how things go. We're gonna have 10 days next week where we yeah. do a, a building the Broncos episode on who who contractually makes sense that you could move that is also playing at a high enough level that you could you could get something decent return for now the uh the flip side of that is when this one you're sitting at four and three and you got some momentum now you're not sellers at all nope absolutely so yeah a lot rides on this game and honestly if this it's kind of like the raiders game last week the broncos have absolutely no reason on paper that they should lose this game with how injured the browns are but the, the big one to me right now is the on, on paper, the Browns defense is top of the league. Yeah. And the Bron- the Broncos offense is bad. Mm-hmm. That that's never a sure thing. Nope. Ever. No. Nope. So I mean, not that there ever is, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah. I, I can't go, I can't look and say, well, even though they're beat up, their defense is good enough to keep them in this game. Period. So you're at home Thursday night. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. And I see some comments here about trading Justin Simmons. We talked about uh, maybe going in the contracts and guys that could be traded. Um, Simmons is one that can't because of his contract. If he's getting traded, it is going to be two, three years down the road. <laughs> so I'm um, not, not sure that's happening. Guys that would make sense to me, maybe a Graham Glasgow, if he's healthy, somebody that needs a jolt at the guard position, maybe a, and it's unfortunate Alexander Johnson got injured because he'd be one that would be, make sense. Uh, you could see somebody like both Bryce Callahan and, uh, uh, Fuller would make a lot of sense as well. Maybe if somebody offers you a a two, I, this is crazy. I think right now I would want more for Tim Patrick on, in a trade than I would for Von Miller. And that has more to do with the long-term view of those players. I think Tim Patrick is going to uh, be a good player. He's going to get a big contract in the offseason. And uh, he's obviously much younger than Von with more yeah, years. That's of, an age uh, thing. That's not play. an indictment yep. on, on the players. That's a no. longevity type thing. Yep. Arthur Eugene Spooner coming in on Twitch. Appreciate our Twitch viewers. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're watching on Twitch, you know we will. We're trying to build that platform up a little bit too. So come on in and, yeah. and say hello. Uh, how about Kellen Moore and Malik Willis asking for a friend? What do you think, Nick? Um, you know that would be really interesting. I think if you are doing Malik Willis, I would be uh, maybe more interested in uh, gosh, uh, Greg Roman, who tailored that amazing offense for uh, Lamar Jackson there um, in Baltimore. But um, I think somebody like that is uh, interesting to me. I like Malik Willis. He's a lot of fun. He's been playing bad football the last three weeks. Maybe him and Teddy Bridgewater share something in the universe. Um, but he's uh, he's got little pocket awareness right now, a little bit erratic with the arm, and he's going to need at least a year on the bench uh, as a player before he as he transitions to the NFL. Malik Willis, or excuse me, Matt Corral might as well. Um, running that uh, purely, almost purely RPO wide look um, there. Not a, not operating a drop back offense, which we're seeing right now with uh, Zach Wilson can lead to some struggles your rookie season. Uh, so mm-hmm. I would be interested in it, um, but you have to have the perspective that this is about, honestly, with Malik Willis, you're thinking much more about 2024 uh, before you're really coming uh, as a, here we are as a team. Um, and I, I, 
I don't know. I guess take a shot. He's not somebody I'd be willing to take in the top 15, but the back end of the first round to get that fifth year of control and take a honest to God, it's just a lottery ticket at that point. It's like the Paxton Lynch thing where it's like, okay, we invested a first round pick, but it's a late first round pick. If there's somebody we like just as much or more next year, swing again. God bless it. Um, like there's no reason to not swing again. Um, but yeah, especially uh, financially on top of that yep. financially, you know, it's yep. not crippling if you're, if you're drafting the, the two guys, you know, in the back end, this yeah. is a, this is a good draft class for quarterbacks to trade down, you know, yeah. and acquire. So if you're say the wheels come off and there's six and 11, five and 12, and you want to come from nine and drop back to 17 or 18, that's when you might want to get your quarterback. You might be able to pick up at least a second rounder, maybe another first rounder out of it. And, you know, from the very beginning during this quarterback competition, we said all along, if Teddy wins this job, you've got another, a new quarterback in 2023. I still believe that. Still yep. believe it. And I think even like in this class, because there is some quantity, maybe not quality in the top, you know, half of the quarterback prospects, I wouldn't be against taking one in the second round. That's like the fifth or sixth quarterback taken. Cause I don't know how much of a difference there is between the sixth and the first quarterback. I've said that forever. You know, yeah. I, we said before, it's like, I'd rather have, I'd rather have 30, 31 and 32 than 15 when I'm yeah. drafting, you know, I, I got a better class, chance though. that way. Yeah. It depends. Like last year, give me Trevor Lawrence. Right. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't yeah. give a, I mean, there, there's exceptions, yeah. obviously. So we're, we're speaking yeah. guidelines here yeah. and going Lawrence appreciate you. You've been coming in with stars, uh, all day long. So yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing the update tonight uh, on the percentage because you've been a big contributor to knocking that percentage towards goal up. Going back to the Vaughn talks that I don't think the Broncos would give up their biggest selling point. It's basically Vaughn versus the other quarterback when they're showing the beginning of games. He's a face of the franchise. Mm -hmm. Vaughn Miller's the face of the franchise right now. And that goes mm -hmm. back to what we were talking about. You can't get rid of the face of the franchise, a beloved member of your team without his sign off, without him help yeah. us you got to help us out here. You know, we, you want, you want to move. We need, we could use, we're, we're going to be rebuilding. The season's lost for us. These are conversations you have behind the doors. Nobody will ever say this publicly. Yeah. We need, we, we need to rebuild. You want to move, help us with the PR aspect of this thing because he is a face of the franchise. If you don't get yeah. sign off from Von Miller. You can't move him without a big risk to your job as George Payton. Agreed. It sucks that we're in this conversation to have this, but these are the tough conversations that you have to have when your team is going nowhere fast. And if the Broncos win tonight, guess what? I mean, we're talking about maybe trading a fifth round pick for a linebacker to come in and start and help you out. So uh, it could be really interesting to see what happens there. A big gay, a fork in the road, if you will, in tonight's game. Um, so, man, I don't know. Um, before we get uh, on out of here, because we don't have very much time left, um, we do have to talk predictions for this game. Um, like I said earlier, this is unfortunate, and you. <laughs> You pretty much said what I was feeling without contextualizing it, but uh, this team has burned me multiple times the last few weeks. I thought the Ravens game would be tough. That one's fine. They lost it. But the Steelers game, they had no business losing. They shot themselves in the foot multiple times. And then to go out there and look like they did versus the Raiders, um, I if they don't want to be on the field, and that's not, probably not true for all of them, but with how they looked, if you don't want to be on the field and they're giving up plays and not buying into the scheme and not buying into each other, then how am I going to buy into you guys? So I'm I'm going to take the Browns to win this one, even though they are injured. Um, I think that we didn't even talk about it. We were talking about them uh, before the show, but um, last week the Broncos really struggled in those deep balls, the 50-50 jump balls. And uh, somebody who was amazing last week, better than Odell Beckham Jr. has been for that Browns team, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, former five-star recruit 
a world-class uh, leaper. Um, he, I think he set records for broad and vertical jump or was in like the 99th percentile at the combine. Um, not the most dynamic route runner or like explosive forward, but like leaping above the rim. He's, he's essentially a basketball player out there. Um, and the Broncos struggled with that in this game. So I'm expecting some deep shots dialed up for Donovan Peoples-Jones when he's isolated against the cornerback and saying, Justin Simmons, we don't think you're going to get there. Ronald Darby, we don't think you can play the ball and beat Donovan Peoples-Jones down the field. Um, so and on top of that with the, the run game, even though both running backs are out, running backs don't matter. It's about the offensive line, folks. Um, that uh, I think it is going to be the Browns winning this game. I'm going to go the Browns winning this one pretty, unfortunately, pretty decisively. I'm going to go Browns 30 to 17. Wow, that's a lot of points, dude. That that's Broncos, the over. I, they're burning me, man. I am I am leaning totally the opposite way. And Nick's, until Nick's they... the over on this one and for the Browns to cover. And Nathan says with all the injuries on both sides and the chance of rain, I think tonight's a defensive field position field goal battle. Denver 9-6 as he comes no in with another chance. super. Now, for me, um, again, you know, getting burned as a Cleveland-born lifelong Atlantan. I'm used to getting burned. Uh, I just uh, again, it's a show me. You, you know, we're in the we're in the we're in the full me shame on me stage of this relationship this season. They three games in a row, Denver really has failed to play their best game. And as beat up as Cleveland is, the defense is still in pretty good shape. Uh-huh. The defense still looks pretty good. So I think defense and special teams at home will be enough for Cleveland to get this win because. You can turn turnovers. You've got a defensive advantage. You got a special teams advantage. You got the home field advantage. I like those marks right now. Um, I think this team will play with a little bit more heart than I've seen out of the Denver Broncos. And I would love to be wrong on this because God, I would see the Denver Broncos take their best shot. You know that's that's what's so frustrating when uh, when watching these. It's like guys, if you don't care, why should I? Yeah, I mean, again, maybe maybe they will rally behind the closed doors and rally around each other um, after that game against the Raiders. But like there was coming off a two game losing streak coming home with the Mike Shanahan thing against the Raiders who embarrassed you twice last year. And you come out and look like that. Uh, they're going to have to prove me. They're going to have to prove it to me before I buy back in. Um, and I appreciate uh, Leo all day today. I've um, been uh, hyping the Broncos talking about Von Von for Bronco for life and uh, his support in this team. I, I love you for it, Leo. I am very much jaded at this point after uh getting my hopes up and just getting blasted uh, two of the last three weeks. The Baltimore game, you know, is what it is. Um, but uh, we got Broncos by three from Lawrence Rivera, 17 to 14. That would be amazing. Going I want to see. Over. Yeah. The, is that, the, is that over the under? I'm sorry. Going the with the under. under. I was reading another comment from, uh, cause I agree with this one on Jeremy. How dumb was it not protecting Avery Williamson on the 53? I'm with you on that one, Jeremy. I think um, my understanding is that was a, requested by avery williamson so Again, it would have been requested why because you're on the practice squad and we don't have room for you i think he thought that there wasn't a path to play exactly so give him one. Kaiser. yeah but yeah if you're, um, gonna, if you're gonna bring brett rip into the 53 as your third quarterback you can't find a guy that gets 100 tackles in his sleep come on yeah, maybe he maybe he felt the vibes in the denver locker room right now and he's and like that, you know could what, be, I want that could no be it as well it could be it as well <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but, um, hopefully the Broncos, uh, but before we get on out here, so you, I said, uh, 30 to 17 Browns. What did you say? You said the uh, under, I'm, right? I'm in the 20 to 13 camp. Okay. So I like the under somewhere in there, 17, 13, 20 to 13. Um, I, I like, I like the Browns and the under in this one. 
Okay, and um, just one more thing. Oh, that was the one I wanted to say when I saw the 9-6. More points in this game or game six, Bosox Astros? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say more points in this game. (laughs) Probably a little safer (laughs) to do that. Um, So before we get on out of here, I want to ask you two questions that I like to ask. And a lot of times I ask it on uh, the Saturday shows with Luke, but this is the game, the show before. Um, The Broncos win if. Key factor. The Broncos win if they shut down the rushing attack of the Browns and force Case Keenum to beat them through the air. Okay. So you've given up a bunch of big plays. Well, you're not stopping, you're not playing that well on defense. You're giving up big plays behind you. But in this game, I think you absolutely have to sell it to stop the run. Even though Chubb's not there, offensive line, all those things, you've got to make the, the reserve quarterback beat you through the air. So you got to shut down the run. If you shut down the run, you're shutting them down too. You have to be average on defense. You cannot let the Browns be the number two defense. If the number, if, if they finish this with 250 to 300 yards, lose the field position battle, they're going to get beat. So you have to at least mm-hmm. elevate to average, and you got to you got to keep your quarterbacks healthy. You know, I don't I don't care which one it is. If they're getting beat up back there, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough night. Yeah, and tonight's going to be a great uh, indicator of if running backs don't matter is a, re- a reality, right? No Kareem Hunt and no Nick Chubb. The Browns still run all over the Broncos. It's because that offensive line in the scheme did it to him. And uh, with Jedrick Wills looking like he's going to play, Joel Batino, who I loved coming out of Nevada, uh, J.C. Treader is one of the best centers in the game, and uh, Wyatt Teller, who I loved coming out of Virginia Tech in that. that yeah, I've got. A, he worked out with one of my friends is uh, one of the best kept secrets in the in the country. Um, he's he trains hundreds of draft picks and stuff. And I went over there when Wyatt Teller was there. And when a bunch of future NFL draft picks are saying, watch this guy, he's a beast. And I've got a video on my YouTube channel of Wyatt Teller doing 315 and power cleans. And he's throwing it up like like I'm putting on my shirt. I mean, it's just insane. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wyatt Teller is a beast. I remember that was at the 2018 draft. Um, A lot of Broncos fans were pining to use a top five pick on Quentin Nelson. And I always said, if Quentin Nelson isn't a Hall of Fame guard and you're using a top five pick on him, the pick was a bust. Um, right now it looks like he's going to get a bust because he's been that good, but th- that's a lot of risk you take. But I was like, okay, take Quentin, Quentin Nelson at five or take Wyatt Teller around three. I would probably rather take Wyatt Teller around three in that draft class. That was my stance. And uh, so far Quentin Nelson would have been great, but Wyatt Teller around three would have been a better bang for your buck. I think um, than what the Broncos did should have taken Josh Allen, but you know, hindsight's 2020. Um, but uh, Broncos lose this game. If they can't move the ball. Oh, if they're okay. if they're if they can't convert on third down, if they're if they're average, were they twenty five percent maybe on converting third down? Mm-hmm. If they're not any better than that, they lose the game. Okay. So they've got to be better than they've been on third down. Stop the turnovers, convert third downs, you win this game. Uh, mine go hand in hand. Uh, my Broncos win this game if their average yards to go um, is on third down is four or less. Um, so far, the Broncos have been thirty first in the NFL in uh, yards to go on third down. And you cannot do that against this Browns team, um, especially with Miles Garrett. So that's number one for me. Uh, the Broncos lose this game if they do not scheme to take out Miles Garrett. If your plan is, you know, we're going to send out uh, 11 personnel and we're going to have five options out there and uh, we're just going to leave Miles Garrett on an island one-on-one, you're done. Good luck to Teddy Bridgewater. Somebody should start writing his obit because he is going to get uh, Mortal combated out there by Miles Garrett, which nobody wants. Um, so, so Garrett real quick, me, since I brought it up, 
I even titled this one Wyatt Teller is a Beast. This is Wyatt Teller, February of 2018. And like I said, all these guys are, are college about to be about to go to the NFL, getting ready for the combine. They said, check this guy out. That's 315 he's got on the power clean. Nothing. He's just it's nothing. Um, I see a Brandon Marshall jersey up there on the wall. <laughs> yeah, he's like I said, he's one of the best kept secrets in the world. That the 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 Chinese government actually hired him a couple cycles ago to come in and train their Olympians. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. So that's uh there's a Demarius Thomas jersey up there too. Cool. Yeah, baby. He he had uh he had the Bailey boys. He had Boss and he had uh he had Champ. He had Brian Erlacher. So he's uh he's he's a pretty special dude. Yeah, I don't I don't even think I lift up my coffee that easily in the morning. So uh <laughs> 3:15. Watch this guy; he's a beast. When when other players start saying that, you you pay attention. Yeah, I loved Wyatt Teller coming out of Virginia Tech, and I mean, he was disappointing at the Bills. They could have really used him in the last few years, but. Uh, you know, hopefully it'll be a good game, guys. Um, honestly, if the Broncos even lose, I just want them to look like they want to be out there, right? Like I don't, I don't really start to get upset until the effort on the field is questionable. Right. And it was questionable. Gonna, last it's, week. it's not your fault if you're not good enough. I don't blame right. players for not being good enough, but you can always control effort and attitude. And when I see that, and when I see these guys start packing in and as a group, then you got to start looking at, at, at the leadership. Yep. If I see one guy out there doing it, then it's time to get rid of him. Um, yep. But I, I've seen a collective lack of effort and attitude, honestly. Yeah, totally agree. Um, very, very unfortunate in that regard, but uh, guys, that's going to have to do it with us, Charlie. Yeah, just don't be boring. Also agree with uh, Leo coming in saying, uh, hopefully we win if Gordon has a monster game. Really this run the football, run the football effectively. It might be tough. I know that the Browns just lost uh, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. Say that 10 times fast, um, put him on IR for a little bit. So maybe there'll be some ability there uh, to get some big plays at that second level, but it's going to be interesting. Hopefully it'll be a good game. Hopefully the Broncos show up and uh, you know, whatever happens happens, but it's a fork in the road game. And uh, after that, we're going to have to talk about different directions here. It could be either Broncos sneaking in that seven spot and getting on a run here with a tougher part of the schedule coming forward, or start looking forward to the 2022 draft, uh, the trade deadline and uh, young players, hopefully getting a chance to play. Maybe if the Broncos lose this game, we need to start a uh, start Quinn Miners. Uh, hype train because he looks pretty good in those things. And I think he needs the reps. Um, so Scott, what's the rest of your day look like besides this, uh, this Broncos game? We'll have, we'll have a lot to talk about uh, tonight. Yeah. That's for sure. So I'll see y'all on the back end and we'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget tomorrow. Yep. We're going to be like the, the sleep on it episode of Broncos for breakfast, uh, nine 30 tomorrow for me. I don't know. I got, I got to catch up on a lot of stuff. So I got some, I got some work to do, some videos to cut up, all kinds of things. Keep an eye on the, uh, the Broncos channel because I'll be adding more videos through the week through, uh, the mile high huddle YouTube channel. Cause I'll be adding more videos every day. Uh, I'm, I'm helping chat out with some of those type of things so we can get more content, more Broncos content to you. Yeah. Um, well, we appreciate the heck out of you guys in the comments section. Um, I know that it's a it's a tough time right now with the Broncos being in turmoil and everything coming back in this quarterback stuff. Not a lot of belief, but uh, we're going to keep coming in here and uh, hopefully giving you guys our best and hope you guys appreciate it as well. Because let me tell you, we appreciate the heck out of you guys coming in here every single day. Um, we'll see you tomorrow morning. You guys can follow Scott and myself on Twitter, Scott at Scout Kennedy right there on the screen and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at Huddle Up Pod and at Mile High Huddle. Go to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle or slash mile high huddle pod. Uh, join the conversation there. I'm sure it'll be popping tonight with this show going on. And uh, subscribe, like, and share. Hit the uh, alert button as well, the little bell 
um, on YouTube. So that way, you know, when we're going live um, and set a reminder for yourself, because we're going to be going live tomorrow as well. Um, also, guys, make sure you're following Scott's YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy, where we've been going live on Wednesday mornings as well to talk a little ball. So uh, everybody have a great one. Stay safe. Enjoy yourself. Um, and uh, we will see you tomorrow morning, hopefully talking about a win. But uh, if not, I'll bring the coffee. Everyone have a good one. We'll see you later. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.